Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's royal visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Yes, he's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. You should have been pulled in the form of they have faith in you. You should have been pulled in the fifth that they had faith in you. And you All right, I'm Michael Gobier. He's Phil Goyette, and we're going to talk about prospects. That's right. It's a simple prospect chat, something we thought we wanted to do, and we did it, and we're here now. We'll, we'll give you a 20 minutes or so. We'll talk about what's going on with prospects around the minor leagues, even the major leagues, the ones that have been called up. Phil is plugged in. He's a prospect guru for many sites, including Fanatic. Phil, welcome back. You've been on the show before, too, in full feature-length form. Like, this is yeah. a... This is like a, I don't know, a short. This is not a full feature length. This would not be in the Academy Awards for Best Picture overall, but we could win for Best Short. Yeah, it's like a Seinfeld episode. Yeah, that's right. This is like the TV version. So yeah. We're just going to get right to it. I'm Michael Govier. It's a Plaza <laughs> Podcast. Two L's, two Z's, of course. Follow us on Twitter. Give me Please two. follow Phil on Twitter at Phil of Sports. Phil of OF Sports. Phil of Sports. Uh, anything else you want to plug right now? Phil Goyette, not Phil Goyer. And Michael Govier, not Michael Govier. Uh, no, I'm just writing for Roto Fanatic, writing for Roto Baller, um, doing a lot of Dynasty League setup for all the Dynasty Leagues that I commission, participate in. So it's, I have like three drafts starting in the next week for football and soccer and all kinds of stuff. So great time to be alive. I don't know if you're allowed to say soccer over there. <laughs> football. You know, there's like three kinds of football. So actually people do call it soccer because – there is an Irish football, which is a different sport from soccer or American football. Which one's that? Is that rugby? If you no, and some people call rugby football or footy. Australians will call it footy. Yep. Irish football is like Gaelic football is like a mix between uh, soccer, basketball, and volleyball. Maybe played on a gigantic field. Uh, if you follow my Twitter account, the finals are coming up. Yeah, they're to the final four right now. Every county has a team. It's hmm. huge over here. It's like the most popular sport in the country. Uh, so follow my Twitter feed, and I'll keep you up to date on, you know, can Dublin win six in a row? Uh, is Kerry going to take him off the top of the mountain this year? So it's great. It's a fantastic sport. My kids all Hell play. yeah. I think that's great. Cool. All right. Well, I'm going to keep up to date. You guys can all follow Phil. Phil of sports. He does work at Rotoballer and Rotofanatic. Uh, I don't know if he's a shot caller. He's got a uh, 20-inch blades. <laughs> Rims on the Impala? I don't yeah. know. So, I don't know if you have a girlfriend named Paula, but you're married, so you don't have a girlfriend. I know. No, that. we drive a Volkswagen Touran, so uh, no Impalas. Make a song out of that, little Troy. Make it happen. 
All right, let's get to it. Here we go. Prospect Fest. By the way, if you want to ask a question, feel free. The live chat is open and available to you for the entire duration of this 25-minute broadcast or so. Here we go. I want to start Joe Adele. First off, Joe Adele did not get the call yet. Brandon Marsh got the call. Now, people may forget that Marsh is a little bit older than him, so that could play into it as well. It's not necessarily a performance-based thing because Adele's... He's had 16 bombs at AAA Salt Lake City. Uh, he's been hitting fairly well there. Of course, it's a, I'm sure you know this, it's a fucking joke. I mean, ball flies out of there. So I take those stats with a grain of salt. But uh, how do you look at this whole situation now that Brandon Marsh is there, Joe Adele's still down? Yeah, it's uh, well, Adele was the first one up last year, um, but unfortunately came up and struck out 41% of the time last year in 2020. What kind of lost pressing at the plate, which a lot of young guys do. So Marsh got the call this time around. Um, maybe a little better approach. Uh, maybe a little better defense. Better uh, hair, too. Yeah, definitely. Um, more Christ-like figure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that could have that could have played into it. Uh, Adele's still striking out like 30% of the time at AAA, despite the power onslaught. So that might be uh, another part of the reason why is I don't want to feed him back in the MLB and have him striking out 40% of the time again. Do you think he'll have to get that number down to a certain... Is that what they'll look for? Do you think it's possible they're like, all right, we want to see him maybe get to like 23 before we consider yep. this? Or will it just be more of an eye test thing still? Uh, probably some of both. Probably yeah. some of both. I, it's just the matter of, I don't know that they want to feed him into a situation where he's not going to perform right off the bat. And if he's striking out that much, it's it's bound to go up when you're facing MLB pitching versus AAA pitching in Salt Lake, like you said. And the Angels are 500. They're 49-49. Shoya Tani's fun. Trout's not there, so he'll be back soon. So the outfield will become less available. Yeah, yeah. Well, he got some. He, there was some bad news for Trout this week, though, wasn't there? The calf. Well, well, the calf is a never-ending disaster of a nightmare, of course. Yeah. But he he ramped up the running, and then he was like, yeah. "All right, so it wasn't like a total nightmare setback." But they he kind of chilled it a bit, and I don't know when he'll return. We had David Meyer on earlier. We did a little segment just like this, talking all about the injuries. And he said calves are very serious. People overlook them because it seems like a minuscule injury. doesn't seem like a big deal, but he's right-footed. It's his right calf. He's a right-handed hitter. He pushes off of that. He's got to run off that, and it's a very, very important part of that. So, yeah, it's a good call. But what about Brandon Marsh? People paid a bunch of money for him in fab last night. Do you think it was worth it uh, in terms of the fantasy perspective for the rest of the season? He could hit the ground running. Um, I don't think he has yet. Um, he's like I said, the, the plate approach is a little better than Adele's. So, like for example, in an on-base league or even batting average, you would expect him to do a little better than what Adele would do. He's got good power. He's got some speed. Uh, he should play enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I could see him being worth a stab of, you know, uh, athletic, talented young outfielder, and maybe does does a Randy Rosarena type thing second half of the season. Wow, that's high praise right there. Randy Rosarina set the world on fire this year. So so. All right, uh, we're moving forward here, talking live with Phil Goyette here. Prospects, 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 prospects. Everybody gets hard for prospects, and we all know it's true. Alex Kirilov, out for the season, party's over. Still yeah. has a nice career ahead of him, but that's just the way it goes sometimes. Yeah, I just put him in because I'm bummed. I was... Uh, Let it out, man. Vents yeah, I, I was just... I was thinking this was going to be his year. He'd been dealing with the wrist injury all season. So uh, despite the wrist injury, he was still an above-average hitter offensively. 
And wow. it was his right wrist sapping a lot of the power in his swing potentially. So he's having surgery out for the rest of the season. Should be fully healthy for 2022. Like I said, I still think he's going to hit. I still think he's going to hit. Uh, potential target in, in redraft next next spring, I would think. He had flashes. I remember he had a two-bomb game. Uh, yeah. That was a fun night. The same night Alejandro Kirk did it. It was a great night. I almost won $30,000 in DFS, but I didn't get the job done, so who cares? No one cares. Uh, Alex Kirilov also has Nelson Cruz finally gone. I don't think Nelson Cruz yeah. will come back on another one-year deal, but uh, you never know. He really didn't want to leave Minnesota. I guess it's possible, but they did not live up to expectations this year, so... Things aren't the way I think Minnesota needs to shift into. Okay, we got some young guys mixed in with some older players, but who aren't too old, and try yeah. to push that movement forward. What do you think? Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, they, well, they're trying to lock up Buxton, which sounds like it isn't happening yet. Yeah, um, they do have a lot of young hitters that are like right on the cusp of MLB, if not MLB already. Um, and then if you look at that system, they have a lot of pitching, and they just added Joe Ryan. Uh, from Tampa Bay in that Nelson Cruz deal, who could mm-hmm. he could be a starting pitcher for him next year potentially? Uh, pitches for Team USA in the Olympics this week. Um, so Minnesota Minnesota has a lot in the farm, or nearly just recently promoted to MLB. Um, so I don't think it's I don't think you're looking at a long rebuild for them. Fantastic. Uh, here's a question from the audience: uh, You're my Mercedes. Uh, yeah. it, wh- where are we now? What, what do you think is going down? He's retired. He's not. He's retired. He's not. Um, Weird. You know, once he stopped hitting, then uh, they set him down because there was no place to play. His issue is he, he he's defensively can't play anywhere. Uh, he's not a good enough defender to, to catch every day at MLB level. He's um, one note. Yeah. Yeah. And he's too short to play first base, kind of. Uh, and the White Sox have about three DHs in front of him. Uh, so they sent him down to Triple A. Uh, he's probably pissed about getting sent down, which I can't blame him for. He's I'm certainly pissed about how Larusa threw him under the bus publicly. True, and I'm sure that got to him. I think it would get to anybody. It got to some of his teammates on the team, even. Yep. Um, Didn't break him though. I mean, they've been playing yeah. well still. Okay. Yeah. So they sent him down. Uh, there was that weird Instagram post where he said, "You know, this is it for me. I did my best," type of thing. Uh, and then the next day he was in uniform with Charlotte and I think he hit a yak the next day. So um, I'm glad somebody got through to him and then he's still playing and who knows what's going to happen. There's a chance the team could use him down the stretch or when the, when the rosters expand for playoffs. So uh, I'm glad he's go. still in the org and he's still hitting. He showed, I mean, he was clutch. Hurt, so. Yeah. He was clutch earlier in the year. Yeah. So if he's a clutch guy again in the playoffs, that's possible. He still has a role to be played here. Seems like a long way to go though. I just think the guy, you need to have, if one thing goes bad, you need to have something else that you can rely on to get you through. Because everybody's going to slump, right? So if you're a bad defender, you can't even play a position, really start to minimize the ability to stay on the roster. Yep. Yeah, he's been catching at Charlotte, but I think the stat was like, in his first nine games, he had seven pass balls. And I think stolen base attempts, they were like nine for 11 successful stolen base attempts against him. So he just he's not going to be an MLB level catcher. Okay, there it is. There it is. If you want to ask more questions, just like our pal Jasper did. Great to see you, Jasper. I haven't talked to you in a minute. You can drop them in the live chat here. We're talking with Phil Goyette, prospect Jasper. guru. Jasper. Jasper Springer lives in Indiana. Nice area. He loves Metallica, by the way. I learned that recently. So. Uh, and, Metallica. Did you watch the uh, Woodstock 99? Oh, you know I did, man. I watched oh, it man. twice. I just soaked that up. I was like, 
so my era, you know, our Same. era. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. I really liked it the first time I watched it. And the second time I watched it, I started to think, uh, this thing is being really judgy in a way, too. I, like, I respect yeah. it. They're making some good social points, which I thought were, were cool. But some of the stuff they brought in that I didn't think they needed to bring in. Like, why bring in the Napster thing when they really didn't tie it into the festival at all? You know yeah. what I mean? No spoilers, yeah. I guess, but it's a documentary. It already happened in real life. So, <laughs> but yeah, I, I still loved it. I think there should be more content about. I think there's like a missing hole. There's a, a dearth of content of like late 90s, early 2000s music stuff, pop culture stuff that hasn't been told, I feel like. But that's, I don't know. What do you think? Something for the Xennials. Give us our. <laughs> we, we Theoretically, you're supposed to have disposable income at this point in our life. Unfortunately, <laughs> Our boomer parents threw us under the bus on that one, but yeah, I'm with you there, my friend. Uh, by the way, Phil is a former local Michigander, yeah, and we've talked about that before. You can go back and listen to the old episode, which is on the YouTube channel, and it's on our podcast platform, whatever platform you use. We talked about some of the local Michigan stuff. Better made potato chips was one, and I heard this today for the first time. Chris Fetter is the pitching coach for the Detroit Tigers. And they're yeah. calling it Fetter Made, which is great. There's a hashtag called Fetter Made, and I'm loving it. I think it's a great idea. So I just want to share that with you. I love it. I loved it, too. I just learned it today. I'm, I'm a big fan. All right. Chris Fetter was a great coach at University of Michigan Baseball, and now he's a great – he's really – he's. I mean, quickly, the prospects on the Tiger staff, like Mize and Scooble and even Matt Manning, not so much Matt Manning, but they're looking – Maybe maybe he figures it out. It took Mize a minute to figure it out. Mize looks great. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mize is a legit – like he's a legit pitcher right this season, ERA wise and stat wise. So. I've had him all year on a twelve teamer. He's been super. Exactly, twelve teamer. Yeah. That's legit. Uh, Jasper wants to know is Alejandro Kirk. What do you think of him? He's on waivers. He's on waivers in a lot of leagues right now because he just came yeah. back from injury. What do you think? Yeah, and he's supposed to be coming up. I think um, he is. Yeah, he's up. The, yeah, because uh, Jansen went on the IL again, so he's there. Yeah, a lot of rip. He can really hit. Uh, should at least help your batting average or on base percentage. Um, and then if he gets on a heater, he helps everything except stolen bases, probably. And okay. he's fun to watch. Uh, do you any concerns about he had the hip injury and he is really heavy? He's like 5'8, 270. Any concerns about that? Or as a catcher? Yeah. Well, right, we're Who all isn't? heavy, but I'm not catching. I am not catching. So that's the big difference. Yeah. Eh, I, I wouldn't worry about it. I'd, if he's on waivers and you've got the spot there, especially like a catcher spot, let it rip. Okay. Two-catcher league or something? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, two-catcher all day. Absolutely. That's a no-brainer for me. Uh, let's talk about Vidal Brujan real quick. Uh, didn't yeah. work out the first go, but didn't really get a chance to really make it happen. Uh, I'm sure he'll get another shot, right? You're, are you are you someone who believes that there's an extra skill set of power to be developed here? Because he, he doesn't show power, but people love to bring up the Francisco Lindor comp for everything, and it doesn't always work out that way. Jose Ramirez. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, Jose, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's just there's a rare Jose Ramirez player that can survive with the trick of yeah, I'm gonna try and pull fly ball everything that I possibly can to bump up some home runs. Alex Bregman, same kind of thing, but mm. not everybody can get away with it. And the problem is if you can't get away with it, then a lot of those turn into outs because the easiest ball to catch is a is a long fly ball, really. Um so uh I don't know. I would want to see it from Bruhan before I'd buy it. But even without it, his he's got the speed. So he should be a fantasy asset even just with the speed. And then if you get 15 home runs from him, it's gravy. 
All right. I, I was thinking, because somebody offered me a dynasty trade for him, and, and I started looking at the numbers in minor leagues and really digging in, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this guy can run. Yeah. But he's not... People were really comping him to some really special players in fantasy, even saying, hey, he could be better than Wander Franco. And that is just not going to be accurate based on the skill set that Wander has, yeah. if it all plays out the way it should. Yeah, I'm with you. It, uh, with the caveat that he's going to probably run more and more effectively. Uh, Andrew Vaughn with the White Sox, uh, you, like you said here, he figured it out. He's really been tearing it up recently. It's good times, but we got a lot of players coming back. Eloy's back today. Eloy yeah. Jimenez returns. Yep. And then Luis Robert is on. Anytime. Yeah, anytime. So yep. They're getting healthy the at the right time. They are. They definitely are. Early in the season, La Russa screwed around with the lineups a ton. Vaughn didn't get to play as much. People were pissed. And yeah. now he's been playing. Do you? How do you foresee this? Do you think he will lose some at-bats just based on the numbers game? Or will someone else lose? Like uh, Gavin Sheets or somebody else will probably take the hit here. Yeah, I would think somebody else, hopefully. Um, it's interesting to see if who's going to play left field. Because Vaughn seemed, yes. to, Vaughn seemed to acquit himself better in left field than Eloy did uh, ever. So, That's I mean, <laughs> Eloy's injuries as an MLB player have been directly related to him playing left field. <laughs> so right. I think if you can put him, the more likely DH should be Eloy. Um, that being said, we'll see what Larusa does, I guess, today. I haven't seen the lineup yet, actually. Yeah, he said that Eloy would be back and starting today. That's what he said. He, Hopefully at DH. Yeah, Eloy is not a good fielder. Everybody knows this. It's a running gag throughout fantasy for the most part. And in real life, overall baseball, Vaughn is the better player, then he deserves it. But I don't know. Money talks and front offices could dictate a lot of stuff sometimes. So Eloy is a very beloved player. We'll see how yeah. it goes. But he's still coming back. It's not like he's ready to go and he's just going to start crushing the ball. He's got a lot to catch up on. No, I don't talk about. Right <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess it's possible. I know my pal Eric Cross and I would love that. He's on our tag team league. Talk with Phil Goyette here. Prospects, 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 prospects. Get your prospects while they're hot here or discard them freely. But don't forget, they are all human beings and they have lives, families, and emotions. Jaron Duran, playing time seems to be the only issue or are there more issues besides playing time? <laughs> he seems to be having every issue right now. He's, he's not making contact yet. Uh, I think the batting average is like 180, uh, striking out over 40% of the time. He, I was so hyped for him because he was a stash guy. I'd stashed him in one of the keeper leagues in the Yahoo setup where you have an NA slot. Uh, about a month ago, I said, screw it. I'm stashing him. He should be up. He's been doing so good. And he was fantastic at AAA. So maybe he gets the playing time, gets his feet under him. If he does, it's power and speed. Um, he's really like could be a five-category fantasy guy. So that's why I was hyped. Mm, hype, hype, hype. Well, he is one of the guys where the power actually did develop. That's true. He, yeah. He was very, very, very popular among a lot of the wizards of fantasy that I know in fantasy baseball. Everybody, arguably, he was like the most highly touted prospects for people's benches or the ones they were targeting the most. I think it was a little too much was expected of this guy too soon. They're going for a title this year. They're back in the mix. And if he doesn't produce, he's just not going to be there. And he won't yeah, be on the playoff roster either. So, Yep. Time to try somebody else with the position that they're in. They can't wait Yep, for him to figure it out. All right. Let's talk about some guys that are down on the farm. 
Bob Evans down on the farm. That's how I remember down on the farm. I don't know about you. Uh, I called it waiting on the call, getting the call. Fuck, I don't know what I called this. Anyways, it's prospects with Phil Goyette. Is it Jalen Ortiz? Is that how we're saying? Why that? don't you ever call? Yeah, Jalen Ortiz. <laughs> so what can we? He's a high A Phillies prospect. Yeah. He's twenty two. Yeah, he was popular a couple years back because he is like a you know brick shit house type of slugger, um, and he's been on a tear. Like Dylan Cousins. <laughs> <laughs> he's been he's been on a tear though. Uh, Eighteen home runs this year. Uh, I got my estimated barrels here somewhere on him i know you do that's what you do 11.8 percent estimated barrel rate in high a so far this year 18 home runs i think he's hit about six in the last week so So is this a dynasty play that you think has a lot of potential still i mean 22 for high a that seems kind of old yeah i he's maybe a little old for level but Are you there? Are you freaking out? What's happening? Oh, whoa, whoa. I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm here. You're good the whole time. Oh, it was something weird happening double. over there. I got double sound. Uh, okay, I'll stop talking. You talk now. I'm back. Yeah, no, I 22 at high A, maybe a little old for level, uh, but who cares? He's figuring it out, and he's figuring out. He's he's always had the power, so if he can keep the contact going, uh, he's an impact fantasy baseball bat. You won't have to worry if the power is going to develop. As someone who's lost the power recently, trust me, don't take your power for granted, whether it's fantasy baseball power, electricity, or otherwise. (laughs) Uh, We have a quick one here. This is a double double tapper. Drew Waters and Shane Baz. No comments, but... Yeah, Drew Waters has picked it up, uh, I think, over the last week or so. Uh, Three home runs, I want to say, AAA the past week. Young guy at AAA. Uh, outfielder with a kind of all-around skill set, can play center field. Um, so he could be up. Shane Baz is probably um, top two or three pitching prospect right now, the way he's performing. Done everything well. Has the full arsenal. Uh, fastball, mid to upper 90s. Rays, of course, system, arm. So really the only question is how the Rays will employ him going forward. But uh, Baz would be maybe someone you stash now, definitely someone you're going to look for and redraft next spring. Do you you like Baz more than McClanahan or Patino? Potentially. I think his arsenal is more well-rounded than either of those guys. And so okay. therefore he's more likely to get a chance at starting and – pitching deeper into outings than McClanahan or Patino within that system. All righty. Phil's talking. I love it. When Phil talks, we should all listen. Prospects, prospects, prospects. You said Drew Waters. What the hell is the other guy's name? I can't believe I'm spacing out on this right now, but I can't find his name. The guy who got hurt, the other outfielder, that's a young guy. Christian oh, Christian. Pache. Yes, thank you. Do you like one of those over the other? For fantasy, I think I'd rather have Waters. Uh, the issue is Pache is legitimately a gold glove center fielder right now, and that should probably get him opportunities. So it's just a, you know, in that playing time hustle, Pache might have a little bit of a leg up, uh, but he hasn't hit. He still hasn't hit. The hmm. hitting has not come. 
Yeah, I remember arguing. Well, not arguing. Uh, we had a debate with Chris Clegg and Eric Cross. They came on the Palazzo podcast earlier this year. We were talking about Pache, and I said, I just don't. He doesn't hit. I don't like him for fantasy. He might be a nice defender. He can run and make some plays in real life, but I prefer Drew Waters. I agree. I'm so glad that Phil agrees with me, or rather <laughs> that I agree with Phil. I don't know. Who's smarter? Phil, clearly, when it comes to prospects. That's why we're talking to him. Khalil Watson, Marlins first round pick, 16th overall. But he might not stick. Yeah, it's interesting that the the Marlins have allegedly brought their uh, draft bonus pool down below the level that Watson was willing to sign for. Uh, Watson was rumored to be maybe a top five pick. So he was expecting at least top 10 money. <clears throat> the Marlins don't have enough left to sign him that would put him in top 10 money. Uh, so there is a very real chance that the shortstop goes to the NC State next year and plays college baseball, which I think would be kind of cool. So I'm kind of actually rooting for that to happen. He's going to bet on himself, and he's going to say, I'm going to go play college ball for a few years, and maybe I'll be the first overall pick. And my bonus will be $10 million. And he has to commit for three years, right? Yeah. Well, it depends on his birthday. I'd have to look it up. But, yeah. Okay. Give or take. Like Jordan wow. Lawler, the other prep shortstop, would only be a two-year guy based on his birthday. So. Ah, okay. Yeah, wow, that's interesting. Hey, yeah. Carlos Rodon did well at NC State. Who knows? Yeah. I hope it doesn't take him as long to figure it out, though. <laughs> uh, Mason Martin. Who the hell's Mason Martin, and why do we care? Yeah, he's a uh, shout-out to Dan Victor uh, on Twitter. At, at SlyDano70. Uh, I think probably at least two years ago, uh, Dan had a really nice interview with Mason um, when he was playing in the South Atlantic League. Uh, his dad is a professional or like former professional bodybuilder. And Mason is basically a professional bodybuilder. The dude is jacked. Uh, he's 22 years old, double A. His barrel rate is up around 14%, I think, estimated barrel rate. Um, he's always hit for power. But there was an encouraging scouting report from Keith Law this week. I had the Athletic, who saw him play live this past week, who said he might not just be a three true outcome guy. There's some more promise in his his hit tool. It looks like he might be able to figure that out. <laughs> Damn. All right. Mason he should Martin, be owned. That's... He's he's lower on lists. He should be pretty much universally owned in dynasty leagues. I can't remember exactly, but I feel like you might have brought him up when you were on the show last time. Yeah, he's been on my outsider list all season. So okay. he's been on my radar for some time. Think Pete Alonzo. Pete Alonzo. Oh, Ooh, that's a nice comp. Uh, we're going to wrap up the show here momentarily. We said we'd keep it real. We're at 25 minutes already. Time is flying by here with Phil Goyette on the prospects. Real quickly, Josiah Gray, is he worth snatching up for 2022? Yeah, grab him now even. Grab him now even, I think. He's worth a shot. But, yeah, definitely for 2022. Great pitcher. Um, great system that he's pitching in. Great home ballpark. Great uh, league to pitch in NL West. Sorry, great division to pitch in NL West. Um, so yeah, I would say he's a top pitching prospect. Maybe not as good as Baz, but he's up toward that tier. Yeah, I mean it's a great division to pitch in, except when you gotta go to Coors. <laughs> That's a problem. Uh we'll close it out with you. Uh you got some more guys on your list. Uh pick two you want to talk about real quick and we'll close it out. Yeah, JT Ginn made his first high A start for the Mets this past week. I was excited because Ginn's been a guy I've liked for some time. Uh, he was a first-round pick by the Dodgers but didn't sign. So he went to school, went to Mississippi State, was a first-round pick again with the Mets, had Tommy John surgery while he was in college. So this is his first year back, and he looks great. So I'm, I'm happy that he's back. Um, and then let's talk about Curtis Terry. Curtis Terry got called up by the Rangers this past week. Uh, he's a slugger, first-base DH-only type guy, big-time 
power. Um, but he has got really good hands, potential for a good hit tool for a guy, how big he is for his size, his plate approach. Um, so I'm rooting for him. I hope he hits right away so that he sticks. Hell yeah. Uh, here's one more real quick. Uh, Kevin Smith, quick hit. This is from Russell. Russell gets what he wants on this show anytime. I'm assuming he's talking about the Blue Jays' Kevin Smith, the shortstop third base prospect. Uh, I'm surprised he's not up yet. Uh, he was a hype guy like two, three years ago, had a great season, kind of cooled off. He's been raging at AAA this year. One of my top hitters by estimated ex-WOBA. Um, so Smith should be up anytime, MLB. And I'll do a double dip. There's a Kevin Smith who's a left-handed pitcher in the Orioles system who's also having a very nice year pitching. So if you want to look into him uh, in a very deep league, he might be somebody to watch because Baltimore's having a great job uh, developing pitching right now. What? Uh, that sounds like an oxymoron. Baltimore, good pitching? Weird. All righty. Well, thank you, Phil. You nailed it. Jasper says, nice one, fellas. Thanks for the tips. Always looking for that diamond in the rough. I Good luck, bet. Jasper. Oh, I got it. Okay, one more. This is it. DJ Hers. Then we're yeah, leaving. I love this guy, too. Yeah, Cubs uh, left-handed prospect. He's 20 years old in A-ball. Um, he started out really hot. He's actually kind of cooled off a little bit. Um, but uh, dominating in the zone with a fastball that carries really well up in the zone uh, because he's a great athlete, left-handed pitcher. Um, and drops and delivers from a lower slot, lower release point, so that the ball kind of fizzes up in the zone and carries on hitters. Doesn't hmm. drop as much as they think it will. Interesting. All right. Well, you guys don't know Phil. Now you know. Phil knows much about prospects. He knows as much as anybody else who knows anything about prospects, in my opinion. If he needs more love, you got to follow him. Phil of Sports on Twitter, Phil of Sports. Writes at Rotoballer, writes at our rotofanatic.com. Go there, check it out. And, of course, we'll try to keep do this every Monday. We'll have a prospects yeah. check-in. If you guys have people you want to talk about, email us ahead of time. Contact Phil. DM me. We'll do whatever you want to do. Just give us a heads up so we can plan for it. Right, Phil? Absolutely. Sounds great. Yeah. Next Monday. And by, and by the way, uh, the he other. said don't. Yeah, there it is. Thanks, Russell. I figured that's where he was going. All right, Phil, go ahead. Thanks so much. We'll see you guys next Monday. Uh, I'll be back here in four hours, by the way, doing another full episode with Carlos Marcano at 9 p.m. Eastern. So oh, awesome. come on by. Yeah, Carlos is awesome. Yeah. He is. Carlos is an outstanding human being. Yeah. Cheers, everybody. Bye-bye. Take care. Power prospects is a curious thing. Make a person trade everything for a king. Wander Franco is your one true. Sometimes, but it might just save your life. That's the power of prospects. That's the power of prospects. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.